What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, Car Stuff fans, I'm Scott Benjamin. And my name is Ben Bolin. Ben, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Scott. It's great to be here. I want to thank everybody who made this possible, <laughs> our producer, Matt, uh, yourself, and uh, a certain listener that we'd like to... Oh, I didn't expect show. a speech, but yeah, there's a certain listener that uh, we can thank for this suggestion. Um, <laughs> did, this is, you didn't uh, like my award no, speech? No, I did. It was just a brief. I, I would have played the music. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully our producers can yeah. <laughs> fix that. Okay. All right. Sorry. So anyways, we got a, uh, we got a note here from a listener and it was right to the point. Uh, this is from, I'm going to read just the, the name how it is here. It's N Jeff W just from the internet. Okay. N Jeff W. That's all he gave me. That's cool. Um, one word, Unimogs. Ah, that's it. Listener yes. suggestion for Unimogs. U-N-I-M-O-G for you interested Google searchers. Unimog. That's right. So take a look at it online. Uh, follow along as we talk about them mm-hmm. because um, if you don't know about these already, these are – wow. I don't know how, where to even begin. These are the ultimate off-road vehicle really. Yeah. They're uh, – in English, they're, they're German vehicles. In mm-hmm. English, uh, that acronym or that – Short that portman two word translates to universal motor implement. Oh, okay. So something you can do anything with, and man, these things are big. Uh, when you yeah, yeah, they're huge. But when you when you say it, you can do anything with them, you, quite literally, you can do anything with them. And as we yeah. talk about these, because I I got a list here, and we'll we'll get to it of mm. of some of the attachments that you can make, or oh, you can yeah. you can use. Uh, customization. Yeah, exactly. All the customization and just the, uh, the, the capabilities of this thing are mm-hmm. incredible. Um, just to get this out of the way real quick here. Yeah. Uh, they're made by Mercedes Benz, which is something you might not expect. Cause in the United States, we will tend to associate Mercedes Benz with high end luxury cars. Exactly. Exactly. But they also produce, um, uh, well, these, these commercial vehicles that are extremely strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and this goes all the way back to just after World War II. Now, mm-hmm. looking at the Unimog, um, I would, I would have had it picked for something just before World War II. Yeah, it does look pre-war, which is, which is interesting because we're, we're talking about 1947. Mm-hmm. Um, when an engineer named Albert Friedrich, Friedrich, mm-hmm. uh, pardon me, German speakers, uh, 
started built or built prototypes of the Unimog, uh, it, and it was supposed to be a tractor that was different from all the conventional and traditional tractors mm-hmm. of the time. Uh, it had like uh, the originals had a sloping hood. They had a canvas roof, a pickup truck bed, and the tires. Man, the, the tires. Tires are, tires are huge. They're monster. Tires. Well, those vehicles all about the tires, really, and yeah. and specifically the location of the tires. Uh, because that, that gives you these, uh, these incredible angles of, of approach and, mm-hmm. um, um, what's the other one? The angle of, uh, Ang- angle of ascent or? Uh, no, no, no. Angle of departure. Uh, I yes, knew I'd yes. find it here if I got, I got deep enough, <laughs> but, uh, the angle of approach on this thing is 41 degrees, which if, if that doesn't mean anything to you, take a look at, at there's some charts online that'll show uh, you what a 41 degree angle looks like. That's yeah. really, really steep. It's almost like it's not coming to a wall. And climbing up the wall, but I have seen a video where that happens as well mm-hmm. in a modified Unimog. But um, the angle of departure is about forty-six degrees, which is even steeper. Wow! So off-roaders, that means something to you. Anybody yeah. who's not, take a look at it, and you'll uh, you'll quickly realize that that's pretty impressive. People familiar with mud bogging and especially getting stuck in yes. <laughs> in a slope, yeah, will yeah. be thankful for that. I well, mean, and thankful for this vehicle if they mm-hmm. if they have one or know of a friend that has one. Oh, we should get to that too about. Uh, the availability of Unimods okay, at go some ahead. point. Yeah. Oh, well, I wanted to save it. Okay. Can we save it? Yeah, sure. All right. Everyone act surprised when we get to that. Um, however, the, um, the Unimog is certainly not a light vehicle for everyone who can tell mm-hmm. we're talking about this. You know, in, in comparison to an 18 wheeler, I guess you could say this is small, but it's got, uh, the the originals right or the the older models had you know 240 horsepower engine um which was this is after the prototype the prototype i believe had a had a smaller engine um and a gross vehicle weight rating between 4 and 14 tons mm-hmm. depending on the model now that's a lot of that's a wide range so that alone should show how versatile these vehicles yeah, are yeah yeah they're they're coming a variety of sizes Shapes, colors, mm-hmm. you know, m- models. Um, but like you said, they've got a relatively small engine. And this is kind of interesting because, um, right now, mm-hmm. uh, Unimog- Unimogs have a direct injection turbo diesel, either a four or a six cylinder engine. You wouldn't believe it by looking at this four thing. Four cylinders. Yeah, four cylinders. And it's a diesel engine or a six mm-hmm. cylinder. But the, the thing about this is, and it's a blue tech, uh, um, system, by the way. So it's an emissions, uh, friendly vehicle, you know, right. made by Mercedes. Um, this is, this is kind of crazy. The, it just has a ton of torque is what it is. It's not so much a horsepower game. It doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a speed vehicle. Right. Um, although it can drive on the roads. I think the top speed is something like 60. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's not very high. Here. And, and they're like 10 to 14 feet long. Yeah. Yeah. They can be anywhere from 10 feet long, which is really not that long at all. No. Um, really. that's a very short wheelbase for something like this. Mm-hmm. And you look at something that's 14 feet long. Of course, it's got overhangs, but not very far, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more, um, to me, it looks like a very, very upright vehicle, like it would be unstable. But Right, and like high wind or sharp turns. But it's not. It has a low center of gravity, apparently, because mm-hmm. the, the position of the engine and the weight of the chassis, and you know, it just it just works well. Yeah. Um, it looks like a narrow, tall vehicle to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the, another thing about the engine is that you can switch between something called that they call driving mode and working mode. And working mode is obviously, uh, you know, lower gearing, which is, it's, it's, um. It's like dropping down to third. Exactly. It's like low, it's like 
off-road low, if you want to put mm-hmm. it that way, in just a real simple term. That's a good way to put um, it, yeah. But it does have this – it has a really strange transmission, Ben, and it has – go yeah. ahead. No, no. Break, I, 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 I would like, like it if you break this down to me. Yeah, okay. It has eight forward gears, okay? Okay, which, which is – Yeah, I mean – Not unheard of. No, not unheard of. Um, that's – that's you, you could do that. But mm. then you can also break this down into even lower gears, so it has as many as 16 forward gears. Um, and that's just splitting the gears. Like a lot of the big trucks have something like this sure, as well. Sure, sure. Semis have that. Yeah, exactly. You could split the gears. Um, it makes it a lot more difficult to drive, but, um, it also has several gears in reverse. Okay. This is the part. It yeah. has, it can have like eight reverse gears as well. Exactly. So what, why? Uh, well, because if you're carrying a heavy or if you need to drag another vehicle out of a, uh, a mud pit or you're sure. hauling something or uh, whatever and you need to back out of a situation, uh, you need to be able to select what gear you want to be in mm-hmm. um, or the speed that you need to get away in. Uh, so you can have this extremely low, low gear for, for pulling uphill backwards or um, you know, with the variety of attachments that we're talking about later. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to that, I promise. Yeah. But um, you, you could see a reason for – having multiple rear rear speeds mm-hmm. because yeah. when, when we say that I'm, I'm i'm stuttering a bit because i'm trying to imagine how to how to put this scott but when we say that these are used uh for all kinds of things we really mean it like if we sat down i also believe we sat down we made a list of all the applications that businesses and private mm-hmm. individuals and governments use these vehicles for, mm-hmm. we would have like a 25 minute podcast of you and I just reading things from like reading, just reading the laundry list. And, yeah. 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 Exactly. Cause they're used for rescue vehicles. They're mm-hmm. used for, um, um, well, military purposes, of sure. course. They're yeah. used, the civilians use them just for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, you know, work around the farm, whatever, but for we'll, research accessing. Uh, let's talk about that. I, one more yeah, quick yeah. thing about the, uh, the transmission I want to mention because, mm-hmm. um, I caught this in a promotional video that I watched from, uh, Mercedes and there's a three part video on YouTube that you can watch. It's about 27 minutes long or something like that in three pieces. And that's one where they're pushing it to the limit. Yeah. Right? This is in the, this is at the Unimog test facility in Germany and, uh, you know, the, the Mercedes drivers, and they're absolutely pushing them to the limits of, of what they can do climbing, what they can do, um, you know, on a side slope, what they mm-hmm. can do through water, um, you know, what, what they're capable of at the maximum, like the, 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 uh, the axle twisting, mm-hmm. everything that they can do. Um, one of the things that they started to do in this was a, a called rapid reversal with the transmission. And this is pretty interesting because you can, you can shift it into this, this mode where if you get stuck, which I can't imagine you ever getting stuck in this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's synchronous, uh, so that you can rock it from forward into reverse, uh, just by shifting your hand forward and backwards. Wow. So that, you know, you can kind of rock yourself out of a, mm. a, a crevice. You've probably been in that position before in the snow, maybe, or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. uh, in a car. Um, mm. a lot of people have, but trying to shift from, First to reverse and first to reverse, that, that gets old pretty quick. But in this one, you can just kind of move your hand forward and backward real slightly mm-hmm. on the gear shift and it rocks from forward to reverse and, and you power your way out. That reminds me real quick sidebar. I, you know, I'm sorry to get off topic, but we, we have to tell folks about the awesome, uh, driving skills that you had. Cause you know, you're a relatively modest man, Scott what? on the snow days. 
Remember when everything was iced over in yeah. the parking lot yeah. and you went through the back and you had to, uh, you had to do that jackknife like uh, reverse out. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was, to, uh, that was your reverse. Yeah, out. yeah. I used, uh, I used reverse to get out of everything that day. It yeah. just worked. I don't know why it worked, but it did. So, uh, that's mm-hmm. what I did. See, now you're, uh, I've got to say, I do admire that, but I do understand that, uh, having lived, uh, north of Atlanta for some time, you are not filled with the strange, irrational, terror no. of of snow and ice no, that just afflicts most Atlanta residents. More of an excitement. It is more of an excitement. Yeah, I mean, when you're describing it, because you guys, it's on a slope. It's a, I almost want to send him a picture, but I won't. It's like, it's, it's on our, uh, the way you get out of the parking lot is on a slope and that slope was iced over. And so Scott wasn't able. With a gate. Yeah, iced over with a gate, so you have to stop on the slope to <laughs> swipe your card. It's nuts. To get out, right. So you can't do it on the ice. So this guy goes up in reverse. I, you, I, it was cool. Well, it took a lot of uh, carefully timed motions in order to get it right because the gate – there's a delay in the gate too. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, you know, with the window open and my arm extended out in reverse and it was it was a – it must have been funny to watch. I would, I would have loved to see it. It would have actually. been funny to watch. Someone would have thought I was nuts, but I did get out. That's the most amazing part of the yeah. story. Yeah, anyway. Lucky. Okay. So let's get yeah, back to the Yeah, that's a tangent. Uh, so, uh, Unimogs, they have, my Spanish is coming out. I'm like, Unimog. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so let's, let's, yeah. let's just list some of these crazy features. I mean, yeah, because yeah. they've got, they've got, uh, um, 100% locking differentials, which, uh, which makes them, Unbelievable in off-road situations where, you know, you need to, um, <laughs> this is crazy. I mean, I watched them climbing boulders. I watched them mm. going over sand dunes. I watched mm. them doing everything in this thing. Um, the, the locking differential so that, um, you know, there's no slip at all. Uh, yeah. no loss of traction between the wheels. Um, all four wheels just gives you this incredible off-road capability. Mm. capability. Um, and of course you, that's all wheel drive as well. I think when, when you're in the road mode, mm-hmm. um, you're in rear wheel drive only, I believe okay. in this vehicle. So, um, you know, you do have to shift in all wheel drive, but, um, it, it's unbelievable what these things can cover. Attachments. You want to talk attachments? I, I do. You're, uh, you're foaming at the mouth. To talk I am. I am. Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Cause, um, more versatile than you might think. Yes. Okay. Let's say you need, uh, you say, all right, I've got the right vehicle, but, I need something like this that has a specialty function. Like mm-hmm. I need a, a a crane, perhaps. Oh, okay. No worries. A you crane. can put a you can put a loading crane. Just need a crane. Yeah. Oh, it happens. It happens in life. Oh, sure. Yeah. You need um, a drilling rig. You got to drill a well. Right. You can f- attach a drilling well. Sure. Or a drilling rig, rather. Mm-hmm. The entire thing will be powered by the Unimog itself. You don't have to have a separate vehicle with power separate for this power thing. power source or anything. Or a yeah. separate – you don't have to assemble anything. This thing can handle it all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's incredible the way they've got these things hooked up. Also, while we're talking about that, mm. what about these hydraulic hookups for power tools? Did you well, notice this? I did not like – yeah, and those hydraulics um, can also – like not just power tools. They can also operate – Plows, right? Yeah. Like yeah, snow sure. plows. Snow plows, front end loader. You can put a front end loader on a Unimog and this thing will act like a bulldozer. Um, you know, where you can scoop up mm. material earth yeah, and, yeah. and pick it up and dump it. It's just like a front loader would do, um, on a construction site. Mm-hmm. The, your vehicle could do it because of these hydraulic, um, you know, outside power sources. You can hook up hydraulic jackhammers to this thing, Ben. You can hook up, um, 
cutting blades so that you know if you need to cut you can metal. mow your grass you too. can that's crazy you can <laughs> mow your grass you can you know i think the the design is so that you can mow huge fields of of yeah. uh, heavy brush i'm sure right it's not for your yard <laughs> it could be but it weighs so much it would probably tear you know what ben it could be because you can deflate the tires so that they don't damage the uh, the ground. Oh, you, you thought of everything, Germany. Uh, yeah, they've got uh, <laughs> they've got a central tire inflation system that you can inflate and mm. deflate your tires from the cab. Um, and I forget the the amounts that you can do. They they mm. measure it in bars, of course. You know, like right. the European bars measurement, but. Um, uh, that helps you with the off-road capability, of course. You can't have, you know, overinflated tires and expect to climb a sand dune. Right. You want, you want extremely underinflated tires for that situation. You get like double the traction, mm-hmm. you know, a lot more power to the ground and, you know, it reduces slippage and everything. Um, and then if you have to transition from that to the roadway, you don't want your tires underinflated. Uh, because that generates heat and friction, use a lot of fuel, uh, so you can inflate your tires back up again for road use. And you can go anywhere in between. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're traversing rocks, which I've seen them, you know, climbing boulders and doing everything here with this, um, traveling across, uh, streams that were deep. Um, I think they said that these things can take up to, you can go across streams that are up to, well, they said it meters, 1.2 meters, which is about almost four feet. Yeah, almost that's, four feet. Uh, that's three feet 11. Um, depth and water, uh, safely, which is mm-hmm. pretty darn deep. I mean, just stand up and, you know, put your hand up to three feet 11. Yeah, especially uh, if it's moving quickly. That's awful deep. Um, it has a great ground clearance. So, you know, once you're in the water and, you know, there's, un- you know, unseen obstacles, there's a good mm-hmm. chance you're going to get over just about anything there. It has, um, I think it's a 50 inch clearance or 50, not 50 inches, is it? No, it's 50 centimeters probably, which yeah, is about a foot and a half. Not convenient. But that's, that's at the bottom of the differential. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has, you know, the way it does that mostly is because it has these, uh, these axles. What do they call them? Um, uh, you know what? I'll come up with it in just a minute. Um, pilot, I want to say pilot axle, but that's not right. Where the axle is actually above the center line of the wheel. Oh yeah, which is what we started talking about in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. The the axle is just the center line of the axle is just above the wheel, mm-hmm. and uh, what that does is allows it to, um, you know, then it then it gears itself down to the center of the wheel, so it gives it more clearance below the vehicle. Um, so, anyways, it's it's got a lot of really. Just outstanding off-road features. Oh, we're not done with the uh, the attachments, by the way. No, no, we're not done. No, with the attachments. So go ahead. You got some more? Uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, uh, let's say you've got dirty streets. You need to sweep them. Boom. Street, Street sweeper. sweeper. Really? Yes. That easy, huh? How about uh, well, hydraulic drills, of course. Yeah. It's also got um, PTO, which is uh, transmission power takeoff. Uh, you mentioned cranes, right? Yeah. Okay. You can also do a uh, a bucket, like you know, you lift for a utility vehicle. Cool. You know, like to get up to yeah. um, like a power line. Um, exactly. You see yeah. it on on power trucks all the time around town. Mm-hmm. Unimog could power that. Yep. Unimog can also, if you say, "Hey guys, this is great, but uh, you, you're crazy. I just want a truck." Yeah, of course you can get a truck bed. Come on, that's easy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the easiest thing on the Unimog menu. Exactly. And uh, you know. Th- the thing is, a lot of people are buying. You know, you may think that's a little crazy, mm. but a lot of people are buying these for off-road use. I mean, the brand new ones are expensive, mm-hmm. um, but if you get a used one, which you can find at there's a number of sites with uh, with fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the names of these. They're in our article. Oh yeah, there's uh, Unimog Exchange is one of the biggest ones. Okay, and uh, let's see, there's also Classic Unimogs mm-hmm. uh, dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unimog sales. Unimog sales. Okay. Makes sense. Oh, but wait, wait. When we're talking about those websites, I don't want to steal your thunder. We, we need, we do need to get to, uh, where to get them though. Oh, okay. 
Well, shall we? Sure. Okay. So, uh, I, we can hear you guys already saying, huh, Unimogs, huh? I've been Googling this. I've been listening to this podcast, uh, which hopefully they like. And, uh, I've, I've decided that I want to buy one. But here I am. Let's assume you're listening in the United States. Here you are. You're a Yank and you can't really find Unimog. They're almost, they're, they're throughout the world. Everywhere else, they're in Asia, they're in Africa, of course they're in Europe, um, but it's kind of tough to find them in the United States. It's difficult, not impossible. Not impossible, you just need to have some gumption mm-hmm. and some research skills, and that's where you'll go to websites that we've talked about because, again, Unimogs, one thing that, that you and I have found a lot, uh, or, or quite often, is that very unique or iconic or useful vehicles tend to have a community of enthusiasts. Mm -hmm. And whenever you want to know the most about something like that um, or a specific vehicle, you find that community. Sure. They call it a cult following. Yes. Yeah, cult following for vehicles. And you'll find that with um, vehicles that – Maybe aren't produced anymore, but you know they're they're trying to preserve or hang on to the ones that are still out there. Sure. Um, I'm trying to think. Honda CRX is one. Great one. Acura NSX is mm. another one. Original uh, bugs. Yeah, the uh, the BMW 2002 model. You know mm. the the small one. Um, it's just yeah, original bug is a good one. Mm. Um, there's just a ton of them. That's uh, a uh, any car really actually any car out there has a a cult following. If you search long and hard enough, you'll find them. Gremlins. Uh, yeah, okay. Pacer. All right. Yep. I'll, I'll concede the your pacer. point. Pacer. Pacer. AMC Pacer. What about Geo, uh, Geo Metros? Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Give it a little more time, Ben. I don't think it's, uh, it's, it hasn't reached its classic status yet. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm being impatient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you know what? We're yeah. still not done with, uh, attachments. Attachments. Yeah. Let me, let me, uh, we mentioned front loader, bulldozer, that type of thing, right? Yes. One of the cool things that I saw in this promotional video was a fire vehicle attachment. Like a fire hose or a ladder? Uh, no, 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 no. Like a pump at the front of the vehicle oh, that's run whoa. hydraulically. That uh, it's it's right on the front bumper. It's oh. like a it's like a water cannon on the front bumper of this thing, right? Cool. The back end is the water hauling part of this thing, mm. and you know the capability of the vehicle to get wherever it needs to go. So let's say that you're in a mountainous region and there's a you know grass fires. Fire or something. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's the situation they were in. So uh, they showed this in action, right? Mm. Now <laughs> this this is cool. It said that it has a – on these fire vehicles, in the certain package that these vehicles had in the promotional video, yeah. the vehicle has something it calls self-protection. And this is this is kind of cool. What it does is it, it there's a cooling mist that sprays over key components of the vehicle like the tires, the engine. What? It just <laughs> I know. It's it's incredible. It has misting jets that, that mist itself to protect it from the fire. So you can drive right up to the front line of the fire and fight with this thing. Keeping the firefighter in the vehicle where it's safe and they can back out of this anytime mm-hmm. they want to, right? They don't have to get out, lay down hoses, oh, yeah. find a, find a, uh, you know, location to hook up to or a truck to hook up to. They remain in the vehicle or very, very close to the vehicle and mm-hmm. as close as possible and out of danger. So, uh, this is tremendous benefits and you can use it in urban situations. You mm-hmm. can use it in rural situations. You can use it anywhere. Mountainous, um, desert terrain, anything. What other attachments do we have? Uh, let's see. I don't know if I you got you got more because I want you to uh, I want I, you to wrap it up here because I've got uh, a list, but nothing really strikes in here. 
I bet you what, what I do want to do actually instead of instead of us talking about the attachments, uh, let's check in and make sure listeners, Unimog owners, first off, if you're listening to this podcast, thank you. Secondly, um, I'm very jealous of you right now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I think a lot of people, when they see this thing for the first time, they say that they have to have one. Dude, I, you know I'm a survivalist. That's something we don't talk about too often on this show because it makes me sound weird. But this is a great vehicle um, in terms of performance. In terms of engine power, you know, of course, it's it's tricky to think how will I always be able to power an internal combustion engine in a situation outright like that. durability. I mean, these things yeah. are so durable, so so capable. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. I mentioned that. Uh, that video that I saw online of one that, you know, had been modified with the wheels at the front. Yeah, with the, uh, it climbed a wall. I saw a Unimog. Like climb, a 90 degree wall? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, up to the point where it was upright. The vehicle was upright almost, not quite, but wheels almost, you know, the back wheels were yeah. almost to the base of the wall. Wow. I know, it's incredible. So this, uh, so of course it makes sense now that we've heard more about the Unimog that governments would use them, businesses would use them, um, you know, these, these things would be just, uh, perfect silver bullets, if you will, for, uh, mining problems or, or, or quarries too. Oh, that was other, that's another thing yeah. in the promotional video is, uh, uh, mining situations because, uh, the difficulty of getting, uh, you know, not only the people to the job, mm-hmm. uh, because in some of these cases, in some cases you can haul, um, you know, to get people there, to get people yeah. to the jobs, which are in very, very difficult positions to get to. You know, they're, it's either loose material or muddy or, you know, just, mm-hmm. just terrible terrain. Um, you can haul up to 27 workers to, uh, the job site in mm-hmm. the back of one of these things if you have the right, uh, right setup. Yeah. And they kind of, uh, they make an adjustment for that in that, you know, the, the ride is, you know, um, softened quite a bit for the, right. for the, uh, for the passengers. When there are actually people in there. Exactly. So, here you go, guys. We know, of course, that not there's not one vehicle that will please all drivers, all owners. But as far as a work vehicle, as far as a workhorse, the Unimog is pretty close. Yeah, it's tough to beat. Okay, so that about wraps it up for us. Um, I don't know, Scott. What should we ask people to tell us about? Tell us about any uh, any local Unimogs, maybe that they've seen, or if they own one themselves. That would be very interesting because. Um I don't know. I just I just feel like I want to know more about them. We've we've kind of immersed ourselves in Unimog history and and mm-hmm. you know some of the promotional videos, but I want to hear some real world stories. Yeah, what's it like to ride in one? Yeah, that's the that's always the ten thousand yeah, exactly, dollar question. Exactly. Some uh, some intense situations you've been in or got out of mm-hmm. in your Unimog. Tell us about it on Facebook. Uh, tell us about it on Twitter. You can of course check out our article at our website. How stuff works. Com. And uh, if you want to uh, give us an email, uh, drop us a line directly. You can always write to us at carstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.